Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World and Even While You're Eating. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> that was not a, that, that was, was not actually our guest. That, that was, was me. That, that, <laughs> Popping open water, bubbly water. <laughs> and welcome to welcome to my co-host, Michelle Post. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's it's a, it's one of those wonky Mondays. Yes. Uh, and and so if if we're in a mood today, yes, it's, it's not you guys. It's it's uh, us. It's us. We we've been actually uh, before we went on the air, not only dealing with some technical issues, but we've been having fun with a site. If you don't know it, I think I've mentioned it before. It's called Fuckology. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I'm gonna just start off <laughs> with how it actually seems today. Yes. Um, and so Please. from 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 that that uh, website, it's actually not a website. It's on Instagram. Uh, they have for today posted the following stages of life. Number <laughs> one, birth. Number two, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Number three, death. Yep. And, and, you know, it, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle and I usually spend the first 15 minutes yes. going through common themes that we've seen with clients or ourselves or our family members. And it just, it's like everything, at least for me, and I took last week off folks. I actually went on my first vacation Yay. in two years. I uh, went to Arizona to visit my sister. Aww. What a breath of fresh air to actually get out and not only commune with nature as we were driving out, by the way, uh, once we got into Arizona, huge thunderstorms, basically a monsoon had moved through the area and she lives, uh, out in the Jerome Prescott, Prescott Valley area. So I love that area. Gorgeous out there. Right. Mm -hmm. I I've never had this happen before. As we were driving, we had got a double rainbow because (gasps) We're following this thing and we just kept following it. And honest to God, the rainbow ended over her house at the end of the rainbow. What a sign. What a sign, right? (laughs) And so we had a marvelous time. And because of the cloud cover, you can imagine the sunsets there with the, 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 and I took some some great pictures of these sunsets, posted (gasps) some of them uh, in Facebook. And it was at that point, you know, when you get that kind of comparison and contrast, you suddenly realize there's more going on in the world than you got to fucking be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I'm passing that on to you because I didn't do any coaching last week with one exception. Okay. And it, it, every it kind of puts things in perspective. Jeez, uh, it does. And so I kind of urge our viewers, we're talking about emotional fitness today anyway, and yes. well-being and self-care to take a step back because sometimes when you're in the midst of grief, when you're in the midst of 
stress, when you're in the midst of worry and angst, and we all go through these, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get lost there, right? To go down yes, that rabbit is. hole and get freaking lost. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a nice time to, to, I even told Michelle, by the way, for those of you that have heard us before, usually Michelle and I do catch-ups. Uh, and when she's traveling, sometimes we'll do it by phone or we'll do it online. And mm-hmm. I actually said, Michelle, I just want to take, do you, is it okay if we take the day off? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to think about anything. Yes. There were no obligations. None. I didn't have to be anywhere. Isn't that lovely? Uh, it was, it really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Uh, it's okay. You know, my time is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but you, oh. you, you, my dear, irrespective of the reasons for all of them, you have mm-hmm. done more traveling than anyone I know. I know I uh, have. I have. Since this the whole pandemic started. Yeah. Reasons haven't been great, but it does, you know, like, like they say, essential travel, right? You know, you're, you're not going to leave your mom unattended or right. your dad unattended when they get sick and you live out of state. Um, so there was definitely some essential travel going on in my life, but sooner or sooner, <laughs> not sooner or later, sooner or sooner, sooner there or is sooner. going to be some fun travel coming up in my life very soon. Wonderful. Now, in that regard, by the way, and I think mm -hmm. I mentioned this to you, Michelle, I have no affiliation with this company, but I'm going to throw this out. Before we left on our trip, again, we had not been out in quite a while. Uh And we have our N95 masks and all the rest of that stuff. We actually ordered the Sono masks uh, that are from Israel. And if, if you guys have not checked these out, I'm really impressed with these. These are, and by the way, the the ones we got are the three layer, not the two layer. Okay. We got them off of Amazon. Uh, my wife's was delivered in one day and mine was a, a few days after that. She got the small version. I got, I'm sorry. She got the medium version, small versions for kids. I got the large version. They do make them an extra large. You can get them in different colors. The Ooh. pricing has even come down for some of them. Uh, they're not inexpensive, but they're three ply. And I'm not going to go into all the technology. I don't pretend to understand it, uh, but they're very lightweight given the three layer uh, components of them. Okay, okay. And so I passed that on. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Many of you who are my- at- for my travel coming up, I'm going to test it out, but I, I didn't realize it came in different sizes. So hopefully I didn't get the child size. <laughs> I, you I, know, I, my brain is not reliable these days. Did, well, it, so <laughs> here's what I've learned to do. Uh, you know, obviously if you don't go direct with the company, even though they may have guarantees, mm-hmm. uh, obviously we use some of the, the other ones, Walmart and Amazon, et cetera, Target. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's so easy to take these things back now. You yeah. drop it off at wherever you can stick it in FedEx or, or UPS or even yeah. drop it off at yeah. Kohl's if it's an Amazon purchase and they just give you your money back and send you a new one if that's what you want. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I pass that on for mm-hmm. those of you who are considering going out and doing all the traveling because yeah. um, things are a little wonky still. Um, oh, Yes. Yeah, they've been, so I, I mentioned to you, uh, the, one of the traveling, essential travel coming up is we're headed to Eastern Canada. I leave tomorrow, um, Eastern Canada to set up my mom's senior living apartment and then also to bury my dad in the family burial. And there's been an outbreak in 
<laughs> the area that we want to bury dad. Really? And like it is, the, there's only 1500 people that live in this area, 1500 people. And it's causing like this huge uproar in the whole province. <laughs> anyway. So my point is I will be wearing my mask. I will be wearing my mask um, even among friends and family because I have discovered far too many friends and family of my parents and my grandparents who are unvaccinated. And it's really sad to me. Uh, but anyway, I, I won't get into all of that. So when I came on, so I did order that mask. We'll try it out. And um, and hopefully I'll catch some fall leaves. That'll be part of my emotional first aid kit, which I know is our topic for today. Wonderful. But um, before we came on today, Scott said, you know, how can I help you, Michelle? Because <laughs> it's just, it is so nonstop. I don't, I don't think there's any way I could properly prepare people for, for what you're going amount, through. For what I'm particular, it's like grief on steroids is what I'm going through right now. Without the actual time to process my own grief, that'll probably hit in November, is what I'm guessing. But Scott said, "Well, what can I do?" And I said, "Well, you know, a shift usually happens when I come on." to talk about keeping your shit together, our, our podcast. And so, so we, we joked about calling today, get your shift together. So hopefully this uh, episode today will help me and those of you listening all get our shift together. Yeah. <laughs> or as, as you, as you said, shift happens. Yeah. Shift happens. <laughs> uh, so l- let's jump in because we, yep. we are, are very sensitive to everybody's time. Uh, and thank those of you who are here live, those of you who are, are listening. As a quick reminder, for those of you who are listening on your favorite podcast platform, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and comment, yes. share it with others, because it does it, it, it helps Michelle and I not only get more eyeballs uh, right. on, on what we're doing, it also, it, it's kind of like it's a thank you to us. Yeah, it so we is. look at it. Because we actually do get these metrics and we do see not uh-huh. who is listening, but we see where you're listening in the platforms and it makes a difference with the different platform providers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the concept for today is to give you some additional, very focused, surgically minded tools for wellness, self-care and keeping your mm-hmm. shit together. Mm-hmm. And it came about because I I was putting together for one of the trainings that I do online, separate and apart from this show, I was putting together some common themes that my attendees were having. And I made a list of them to read to you today. Oh yeah. Uh, So for example, here's, here are some of the common themes I hear from folks. I'm in the wrong job. Yep. I don't know how to make my business work. Mm. I'm terrified of what the future holds. Mm. I don't have enough money. I don't mm-hmm. have enough time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm selling. I'm not good enough. I don't know how to price what I offer. I don't have enough clients. I'm overwhelmed. I'm too old for this. And <laughs> I, I just need someone to tell me it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay, people. And that's my and contribution today. There, it's there all going to be okay. And so to help counter those, Mm-hmm. those common themes. And I think I, just, I think I just about hit everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I came up Physically, with a way. you smacked them. I smacked them. And so <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, negative thinking is kind of like that, right? Automatic negative thoughts, whack-a-mole. <laughs> Go down, leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and as a matter of fact, some of you who have been listening know uh, because you've attended some of my stuff. I love the phrase that negative thought is gone. 
Not your negative thought, not my negative thought. That negative thought is gone. Bam. Bam. Whack-a-mole. Bam. That's the only carnival game, by the way, that I excel at. I can beat everybody at whack-a-mole. So I'm going to picture that with my, as I want that shift to happen today in this episode. There you go. My automatic thoughts. Whack-a-mole. That, and, and and it's a very NLP approach to this, by the way. You'll mm-hmm. notice that I didn't say my negative thought or your negative thought. It's yeah. that. And, and what you're doing is you're objectifying it yeah. and distancing it. So it's that period, negative period, thought period is period. So now you're making it present tense and gone period. Uh, so yeah, write it down, stick it up as a mantra. And so one of the things I'm just going to briefly go through the basis for all those things I just gave you, uh, for those of you who may not have heard one of our prior podcasts, I'm not going to go into detail about these because Michelle and I have talked about cognitive distortions and logical fallacies before. Mm -hmm. Now, it's really interesting on this show, Michelle loves to delve into cognitive distortions. Distortions, I do. I love going into logical fallacies Mm -hmm. and they do overlap, which Mm -hmm. is what makes us such a great team Mm because we're doing that. So very quickly, just for some basis, if you have any of the thoughts or similar thoughts that I just gave you, I'm too old, I don't have enough money, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not good enough, any of those things, you might be thinking of it, by the way, as if only, if you ever catch yourself doing, if only I had a million (laughs) dollars, I could do blah, blah, blah. If only I was 20 years younger, I could blah, blah, blah. If only I weighed 30 pounds less, I could blah, blah. It it may surface as that rather than you saying, I'm fat, I'm overweight. I don't have enough money. I, you know, you, you pick it. It may just be if only. If you catch yourself doing any of those, you probably have cognitive distortion or logical fallacy going on. Mm -hmm. Here's, here are some of the main ones that I uh, work with Michelle. I know you work with these two. First of all, it's the mind projection fallacy. And that's thinking that the way you see the world actually reflects the truth of the way the world is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know that that's not true, right? Um, <laughs> we want it of, to be true sometimes, Scott. We want it to be true. <laughs> um, one of my favorites is mind reading. I love telling people I'm not a mind reader. I play mm-hmm. one on TV, but I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> and so, um, you know, th- that's one of the things that I really urge all of you, if you don't get anything else out of today, it's that this whole concept. As a matter of fact, I, I'll just tell you right now, I can change your entire relationships with people, your home relationships, if you'll just stop mind reading. If you catch yourself, uh, if, if you think you assume, presume what people are thinking and realize that you don't, you have no clue. And Michelle, I, I want to stop here because I know this is a big one yes. for you. Yes. I actually want to say, if you are expecting other people to read your mind and know what you want, need, what they should say, how to respond, you are also engaged in mind reading and magical thinking or potentially shoulds so that you have this rule of how people, instead of just asking, like, how, how do you, you know, was what I did for you helpful? If you're not getting the feedback you want, or um, I, 
yeah, I'd really love some flowers this week. I, I need a little pick me up. You know, you don't have to do it any particular time, but if you can think of it and you happen to run into them, I love that. Why, why do we think people are supposed to know what we, are what thinking. we want yeah, and what we yeah. think? That's just as dangerous as trying to imagine what other people are thinking. Which then leads us into something called emotional reasoning. Uh-huh. And, and that is believing that the way you feel about a situation is a, and here's the, the key word, the way you feel about a, a, a situation is a reliable sign of what yeah. is really going on. Uh-huh. And, you know, most of the time, our correlation capacity is all screwed up. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what we're leading here to folks is the concept of do just do your shit. Right, right. Stop worrying about what other people are doing unless there's harm being caused. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer, right? As as long as you do no harm, do what you want. Um, With emotional reasoning, uh, um, one of my favorite things is just because you feel something doesn't mean something's really going on. So like, just because you feel afraid doesn't mean there's actual danger going on. And and we've chatted a lot about that, um, you know, mm-hmm. as someone who grew up fearful, still has them. And I've, you know, developed these systematic tools to address all of those. That that doesn't change the fact that the feelings are there. And we've talked about this before in another uh, broadcast. Your feelings only exist for 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you ever get wrapped up in your emotions. Mm-hmm. It might be you wake up in the morning, you're in a bad mood. The problem that exists from that, and it's a problem, is that because we are creatures of meaning, we want to take that mood that we're in, and we want to assign some cause and effect to it, and we want to assign that that connect the dot concept, and it might not be anything. Yeah. Bad dream, bad food, bad drink, (laughs) bad wiring, you pick it. Mm-hmm. If your emotion lasts, and these are what the studies have shown, if your emotions last for longer than 90 seconds, you don't count to 10, you count to 90. If you count to 90 and your emotion is still there, the next thing you do is catch yourself and say, what is the story I'm telling myself? Yes. Now, for those of you who are in grief, can I just say that sometimes you want to have the feeling for 90 seconds Mm -hmm. and instead of object to the story, go with the story, give yourself, set a timer for 30 minutes to 60, because too many times people in grief pressure themselves not to feel their actual feelings and that will get you stuck. So it's kind of the opposite. Absolutely. You have a real stressor in your life, stick with the feeling, go through the photos, make an appointment with your grief, set a timer. And when the timer goes off, splash water on your face, take a shower, get up, move, stretch your body, get out of it. Don't stay there for a day and hours, but make an appointment with your grief. Don't be too fast to go past the negative feelings when a legitimate stressor is going on in your life. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. None of what we're presenting to you today is intended to turn you into a Vulcan and, <laughs> and shut down your emotional (laughs) response system. They're there for a reason. Uh What it's designed to do is help you understand what's going on. That's all this is. And once you understand, I'm going through grief because we've been chatting about that. Once you understand that, you can lean into that Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. embrace it. You can mm-hmm. you can do the the whole you know Pema Chodron concept of Bodhisattva mm-hmm. and say because I'm experiencing grief, let me experience it for the whole world. And you mm-hmm. spend thirty minutes meditating and embrace it and understand it's the process. Yeah. Not the stage of grief, it's the process of grief that you're going through. And vice, and by the way, same thing with happiness. Yeah. You know, this isn't just we kick all the bad emotions out. Yeah. This, you can get high on being high and yeah. being happy and being joyful. And then you put your rose-colored glasses on. It's the same thing. We want we want to help you get some moderation. Yeah. Um, a lot of that, by the way, let me just jump through these again mm-hmm. really quick, but taking things personally, feeling that you've been personally attacked. I have said this, you know, for decades to my business clients, it's not personal. It never is folks. It's, it's you doing it. It's you making it personal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So there are no personal things going on. We talked about cause and effect for those of you into the blame and shame game. Uh, Look at your assumptions again. What are you assuming is the chain of events that has led to your blame and shame. Because I can tell you, if I work with you know folks one-on-one, I can go through and rewire them by simply changing the programming that says this happened, then this happened, and because of that happened, this happened, and because of that, this <laughs> happened, because that's not true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take away what happened, it takes away your correlation to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the fairness fallacy? I love this one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've talked about this before with the movie, uh, labyrinth where David Bowie says to, I think that Jennifer uh, Conley is the young actress. She was young at the time, but then so were we all, uh, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Conley, the, the young heroine keeps saying, that's not fair. That's not fair, but that's not fair. And this isn't fair. And that's not fair. And I love the, the goblin King, David Bowie finally says, you keep saying that word. <laughs> I wonder what your basis of comparison is. Yes. If you keep finding yourself saying this isn't fair, yeah. ask yourself, what's the basis of comparison? Because there you're going to find the fallacy. How about the control fallacy? Your belief that you can actually control shit. Mm-hmm. I invite any of you to go back to our episode with, with uh, uh, you know, Mr. Miller, um, where he went through and talked about, he wrote the book, Losing Control. And Danny, he goes by Daniel, but Danny Miller um, talks a lot about his personal use of the 12-step process and the serenity prayer. Even though I don't believe he's got an addiction, he he talks very openly with us about his wife and the issues Mm -hmm. she went through. And then his discovery of uh, AA and, and the whole... 12 step, but more importantly, the serenity prayer and how he uses it all the time. Uh, His firm belief, I've joked with him for a long time, he and I ought to go on the road together, because he constantly talks about losing control. And I (laughs) constantly talk about gaining control. Uh, But we're, we're saying the same thing. Well, you are because in the cog world, the uh, fallacy of change is no, the fallacy of control is two parts. One is the false belief that you are omnipotently controlled by everything else and everyone else. And you're a helpless victim and the, uh, no, sorry. You're omnipotently controlled by everyone else and everything else. And the opposite is the fallacy of omnipotent control that you are in charge of everybody else's health, well-being, et cetera. And that you have complete control over everything around you. The balance is the lack of fallacy. 
Exactly. And, mm-hmm. uh, or as I love to say, at zero, there is no story. <laughs> uh, you know, how, it, how far away from zero, zero being that center place where you are, are calm and unpressured and everything is happening the way it's supposed to be. The whole world is aligned. The universe mm-hmm. has, has conspired together for you. Uh, how far away are you from that? We've talked before about the suds, you know, the subjective units of dissonance or the subjective units of distress. I like to call it uh, the subjective units of delight, but that's just a preference of pain and pleasure. The reality (laughs) still is, are you trying to control something? Uh, And by control, by the way, that also goes into the very Zen-like, that means how attached are you? Mm -hmm. How attached are you to something that you need to hold onto it and control it? Uh, the slippery slope that's believing that a succession of events will take place without there's with there's no evidence that's going to happen now that michelle mentioned magical thinking please don't confuse that with thinking magically mm-hmm. uh, magical thinking is fallacious thinking and that's uh you know i do one thing and something is going to happen as a result of it and there's mm-hmm. actually no connection between the two mm-hmm. how often are you doing that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I grew, I live around people who, who actually use the slippery slope all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the challenge is the challenge is a lot of times it works. Mm-hmm. And so well, what happens is the political times- argument too, right? Oh, we can't yeah. have that law because it's a slippery slope and suddenly we'll all be, I don't know, living in the gutter. Or yeah. Something. It's, it's like, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> Um, all or nothing, black and white thinking. I do this. This is this is very similar, by the way, to the dark and twisty catastrophizing and awfulizing concept. Uh, you know, are you doing that? Or do you assume the worst? Do you immediately jump into the rabbit hole? Uh, do you think in extremes? Again, not judging. Understand these are all the different little triggers that have been installed in you, imprinted in you, either from past lives, if that's your preference, or from childhood, if that's your preference. I, I really don't care which of those. Um, and Michelle and I have chatted before that we come from different worlds. Michelle works a lot with past trauma and helps people through it. I take people where they are, and I'm less concerned of where what got you there. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving you to the future, but there's a crossover. Michelle moves people to the future. I deal with people in the past. Um, you know, it's, it's just different approaches. Um, should and ought. Uh, I'm a big believer that if you will go through and make a list of your shoulds or your oughts, I don't, I don't use that as often. But if you take a look at your shoulds, you will find most of the challenges in your life. What are the rules you're putting on yourself and other people? Mm-hmm. Or as I first, I know it's not Tony's, but the first time I ever heard the, the comment shooting all over yourself uh-huh. uh, was from Tony Robert Robbins. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, is that Dr. what you're Albert doing? Dr. Albert Ellis. Uh-huh. You know, are you shooting all over yourself? Uh, mm-hmm. And then the one adjective label. And by the way, I did this. I, I've, I am aspiring to do it less. But uh, yes, one of our listeners right now just wrote must herbation. Exactly. Yeah. Must herbation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one, ad- the one adjective label is something that I used. I weaponized this uh, as a lawyer. And I aspire to 
unweaponize it. It's really hard after three decades. <laughs> um, but think about it. Somebody does something. How often does somebody do something and suddenly it's like, what an idiot. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Yeah, exactly. How many horrible, times, horrible. how many mm -hmm. times do you drop down, you literally drop down to one adjective mm -hmm. to describe the person. We're not mm -hmm. talking about prejudice here where you're talking about a group of people. We're talking one person and you trivialize, reduce and narrow them down to one single negative description. You know, what you think, what you say is what your mind starts registering. Mm -hmm. That's uh, true. And because this is an R-rated show, uh, I can say this, you know, there are a few people in my life, they're just dicks. Let's just call them what they are. They're asses. Right. As soon as I do that, those are my two words. Right. You're an ass. Very rarely do I be, if I call him a jerk, I'm being polite. Why would I do that? I'm going to go for the jugular. Uh, you know, as soon as I do that, I'm not hurting them. I'm confining my own thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to catch that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, let me jump into some. Uh, daily check-ins that you can do with yourself. And if you have a piece of paper, this is a great way to go through this exercise. I know some of you who are listening to this on replay uh, or here live have actually been through this with me one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So, but it's a good reminder for you, even if you've been through this with me. So here's what I'd like you to do. Take a piece of paper and a way to rebalance, recalibrate, and recenter yourself. You know, you've all just just as a quick note, we all have an energy field. We all have a frequency within us. We all have a vibration. You don't have to believe in chakras. You don't have to believe in any particular form of energy medicine. It doesn't negate the fact that you do have a rhythm in your life. Yeah, Michelle. Um, you know, just for those of you that have a bullshit meter out there, like some, some people do body heat saved lives during, you know, cold times that that heat comes from your energy field, just snuggling with somebody when you're cold, right? If that's all you need to think about it, it's actually true. Yeah. Well, I'll even go one step further. You, you can be even more dramatic by looking at the studies that show what happens to children who are isolated at birth mm -hmm. and have no connection, energetic connection yep. with other folks, how they develop, how they don't develop mm -hmm. uh, versus those that do. This, this social distancing that we've all been through has dramatically you know, taken us back. And, and I was just reading some studies. I know we're getting a little off. We can probably do a show on this in and of itself, you know, how many of you have really good people that you can confide in? Michelle and I confide in each other. My wife and I confide in each other. The, and that, you know, Michelle's got a partner that she can confide in. And I know Michelle's got a ton more people because it's the <laughs> field that she's in. Mm -hmm. the, the reality is, though, when you look at the studies, particularly in light of social media and in light of COVID, that has dropped down to, to the average of being, most people have three people they can confide in. Mm. It was back in the 70s and 80s. Wow. They then did more studies and it dropped down to two. Now we're talking like one, one or none. People wow. do not have anybody they can confide in. 
No wonder there's so much illness going on right and now. And so, you know, that's an energetic exchange. When I coach mm-hmm. with somebody, that's an exchange of energy. And so this is what we're talking about as a way to bolster that energy and that frequency. And if you ever want to figure out your, your own frequency, by the way, just close your eyes, listen to your heart, notice the rhythm that you have. Um, you know, it doesn't take a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon to stick you on an EKG and notice that your emotions will change your heartbeat. It's just the way the energy in your, mm-hmm. in your body works. So with that, take a piece of paper. And right now we're going to deal with your intention for the day. What are your top three choices for the day? If you're listening to this at night, then what are your top three choices for tomorrow? That's it. Just write them down. First things that come to you. What are your top three choices for the day? Then under the frustration category, what are your top three stressors of the day? What do you expect? How are you projecting things to happen out there? Again, for those of you listening, I'm not going to do this every time, but for those of you listening at night, just make it for tomorrow. Um, so what are the top three stressors of the day? You've just done what are your top choices, top three choices. Now, what are your top three stressors? I don't have enough money. I need to pay bills. I need to lose weight. My mom's going to call. My dad's going to call. My kids are going to call. I got to take the dog to the vet. You pick it, whatever the stressor is for you. No judgment. It's what start noticing what triggers you. Now, appreciation, and this ties in with what we just chatted about. Who are the top three people you can call for help? You know, make us, I used to live in the mountains and we would have a snow day tree, um, usually, usually inhabited by the moms, but every now and then a dad would be on it. And it was, if there's a snow day at school, cause the snow was too heavy, you know, the parents, the school couldn't call everybody. So one per the school would call one person and then they would call another person and they tell someone and they tell someone, sounds like a commercial, right? Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, who do you have on your help list? Make a list of that. Uh, by the way, if you can't come up with three people, then we need a further discussion. And maybe yep. you start exploring, creating those connections with people. Yeah, yeah. Then the next one is satisfaction. What are the top three things that bring value to your life? Right now, this is all done. By the way, you can do this every single day and they can change. What are the top three things that bring value to your life? Is it the the money you've got? Is it your wealth? Is it your abundance? Is it your family relationships? Is it your spouse, your significant other, your love interests, your dogs, your cats, your health, your working out. What are the top three things that bring value to you? Now we're going to talk about where you pay attention. What are the top three things? Here comes a fun one. What are the top three things that you can spend less time on? (laughs) The phone games. (laughs) <laughs> no. A lot of you, a lot of you will be online. Yeah. Online or games on my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's really funny when I talk about people who, when I talk to people who come to me, if I only had more time, 
And I said, well, oh. I, I, I can, I can help you with that. Yeah, what's your screen time say, you know, how what? you get it on iPhone, you get an iPhone screen time report. Oh, by the way, during the peak of like stress with the family, I had an average of 45 minutes of screen time a day. Do you know, I've never had it that low 45 minutes screen time. That's yeah, and remarkably the did, low for me. And the world did not come to an end or shift on its access. <laughs> no. And, 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 yeah. So all right. Now, how, how about your expectations? So th this is what are the top three best things that can happen for you? And again, I do it for today. You can do it for tomorrow if you're listening to this at night. What are the top three best things that can happen for you? What would those be? Have you even, ex if we talk about dark and twisty, how about we start dealing with, you know, delightful and happy and seductive mm. and magical. What, what are the top three things that could happen for you? Mm. All right. Now let's, let's be really candid and brutally honest and talk about inaction. Mm. What are the top three things that are likely to happen if you don't take action? You know, a lot of us take the ostrich approach to life. I'm just not going to do anything. I'm going to bury my head in the sand. The world will go on around me and I'm going to pull my head back out from wherever you put it. I'm going to pull my head back out and we'll see where we are at that point. Or if I don't make a decision, you're going to let them make it for you. I've said this a long time ago, and this is the control part of me that, you know, if you don't start living your dreams, you will be living someone else's dreams. Yeah. It's that simple. You either take action and do things or they will be done for you. The world keeps going on. You know, we've talked about this before. What's the biggest thing that I've learned in life? Life goes on. You can choose to be part of that or not. All right. How about confidence? Let's take a moment and revisit your top three accomplishments. These are for you. You're not sharing them with anybody. What are your top three accomplishments? Be bold, be brave, get it out there. Be egotistical if you'd like. Come on, you've, every, every one of you has got your top three accomplishments, including getting out of freaking bed this morning. For the day, right? You mean for, for the, the day, day? Yeah, every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. These can be daily meditations and you can start picking which of these you want. Um, so now... We've talked about your confidence. How about we, we domino that into your visualization and ask yourself, what are the top three things I can imagine for my future? We've talked before about the big, hairy, audacious goals, the BHAGs, right? Yeah. What, I, I've talked with some of you about the moonshot because I wanted, you know, still want to be an astronaut. Um, <laughs> you know, homes out there, right? What, what is your moonshot? What's your moonwalk look like? What is that for you? As a matter of fact, when I was uh, at my sister's house, uh, her husband asked me, uh, where, where are you going to be buried? And I said, and, and Michelle knows where this is going. I said, well, let me show you. He said, excuse me? He said, let me show you where I'm going to be buried. And yeah, as Michelle just pointed up upstairs, I then actually pulled up online you can now have your ashes sent into outer space. You can have them sent into deep space. You can have them sent to the moon. You can have them orbit and then degrade uh, and burn up on, on reentry. Uh, all kinds of things. You know, that's 
what I want. Um, now, could it change? Yeah, but what are the top three things you can imagine for your future that don't include you being buried? Let's call it that. <laughs> um, frugality. A lot of us don't like to address this, but this is, a, I think, a big part of a, an emotional first aid kit. What are the top three things on which you can spend less money? And we're not, I'm not asking you to suffer. We're talking about frugality and what are you wasting money on? What, you know, if you spend money and it's moving you forward or it's bolstering your self-esteem or it's helping you focus or it's getting you clarity, that's not where you go, I'm going to suffer through this. It's how many of you, however, have the, and it's going to be a separate show for us at one point. How many of you buy shit because yep. it's the fear of missing out? How oh. many of you have an impulsivity uh. problem and you're living on a credit card? I can't even begin to tell you how many people that uh, I used to work with, colleagues, making spectacular amounts of money. And it was all rented lifestyle. I mean, honest to God, rented lifestyle. You, you know, most of us would look at the amount of money they have coming in and going, my God, I could, what you make in a year, I could live on for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And these people don't have any money because they're spending it as quickly as it comes in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So be honest. And, and by the way, one of the ways, best ways, I can tell you everything about yourself. If you'll turn over your credit card statement or your, your checkbook to me and let me see where you're spending money on. I, mm -hmm. I'll know everything about you. Plus, like for those of you out there kind of facing your 60s and 70s and later, please, 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 personal plea for your children and your grandchildren, clean out your clutter. Don't make them do it. That's my personal plea. There you <laughs> it's go. a month of my life from, from cleaning up people's clutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it, it's, you know, I look <laughs> around, I look around my office here i've got so much stuff that's that's eclectic i've got magic and mm -hmm. you know uh hypnosis and psychology and nlp mm -hmm. and you know deep dark esoteric mystery school stuff and it's like what the hell are my kids gonna do with this stuff? they're gonna <laughs> no. look at it they're gonna look at it and say huh yeah what do we do with it now i and so not to be morbid, but not to sale. be more, mm -hmm. not to be morbid. I've actually already talked to some of my friends oh, in, in these various fields. Good. And I've said, if God forbid I die before you, will you take all this stuff and help, yeah. help my family either sell, sell it, it or you keep it. And so right. it's like, I'm, you know, my life is, is in this office and, and what I've got in here. Right. I don't want it to wind up in some trash heap. I know. Um, so let's talk about failure real quick. <laughs> Only two more things. Let's talk about okay. failure. Okay. What are the top three things that you can do to prepare for failure? Mm. This is important, by the way. This is very similar to what Tim Ferriss talks about, where he says, look, you take your fear and you don't run from it. You write it down. And then you say, what's the worst that's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you say, okay, this is the worst that's going to happen. How do I prepare for that? Yep. So... You take the top three things that you can do to prepare for whatever you call failure. And you're going to start seeing, by the way, in doing these, that you have more, quote, control. It's not control, more confidence in the way you're moving through life. Mm -hmm. And then finally, courage. What are the top three things that you will commit to doing, even if you're afraid? 
Okay. And I've, I think I've said this before, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. I work a lot with people and their confidence. I work a lot with people and their courage. Courage is not the lack of being afraid. Courage is being afraid and doing it anyway. You're not going to lose that. I mean, we, we're built. Stress is what keeps us alive. Anxiety is what kills you. <laughs> now, I want to reiterate that. Stress, that reptilian part of me that says fight, flight, or freeze, is what is a survival mechanism that we're wired with. We're not taking any of that away. It's it's the ruminating over it, the anxiety, the dark and twisty, the catastrophizing, the awfulizing. It's the, you know, some of you have used the word mindfuck. It's that thing that you do to yourself. Yeah. That's what's going to get you. Okay. So if you will take those things, all of the things that I've just said, take some time. And by the way, you put a little timer on. We're talking about these are a daily uh, meditation. You're not going to take a half hour for every one of those. You won't have any hours in the day left. Look at the ones that jump out at you that say, you know what, here's what I need some courage today. So what are the top three things I can commit to doing even if I'm afraid? You know what, I need to deal with my inaction. I know I'm lazy. I know I procrastinate. What are the top three things that are likely to happen if I don't do something today? And this is the way you take what I've just given you as far as this emotional first aid kit and make it work for you. You wake up, you go, what do I need today? I need more confidence. Cool. What are my top three accomplishments I've had in the past? My God, I actually can do stuff. Um, you need to spend less money. That's kind of, you know, what are the top three things I can spend less money on? If you will look at these, and I'll just give them to you again really quickly. If you'll take these, use them as you need them you're going to start seeing more balance over the day. So intention is, what are my top three choices for the day? Frustration, what are my top three stressors of the day? By the way, it's kind of like ghosts. If you can name them, they go away. Appreciation, <laughs> what, who are the top three people I can call for help? Satisfaction, the top three things that bring value to my life. Attention the top three things on which I can spend less time. Expectation, the top three best things that can happen for me today. By the way, I call this my wow factor box, right? <laughs> Inaction, what are the top three things that are likely to happen if I don't act? Confidence, what are your top three accomplishments? Visualization, if you've lost your purpose, lost your passion, lost your, your you know, what's gonna, I don't even know what the hell to do kind of thing. What are the top three things I can imagine for my future? Mm -hmm. Daydreaming, frugality, the top three things on which I can spend less money. Failure, the top three things I can do to prepare for failure. And then finally, courage, the top three things I commit to doing, even if I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to kind of sum all this up. I love this quote from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Mm. May I share that with everybody? Absolutely. Anything that's human is mentionable. Yes. And anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. Yes. When we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, 
and less scary. Love and that's, that's the idea behind this emotional first aid kit. You talk about this stuff, you get it out there. And when you get it out of your head, by the way, if you keep it in your head, you will discount, you will, you will negotiate with yourself. You'll, you'll literally lie to yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, your brain is an amazing tool of it's a con man is what's going on in your head. Right. Mm -hmm. You got a professor mm -hmm. Marvel up there selling you snake oil. Mm -hmm. You get it out of your head onto paper and you're going to start seeing what's real and what isn't. Mm -hmm. I love it. So anything, and anything you want to add, Michelle, at this point? Just reminds me of the famous quote, know thyself, right? The, these are all activities yeah. to know, to get to know yourself uh, more. And when you know yourself, you'll, you'll know how to help support yourself. So I just really like this activity. Thank you, Scott. Oh, I can Martha, see myself using this. Yeah, and it, it, I, I use this, by the way. That's how it was put together. I use these tools. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to end this on a quote that I, I read to Michelle. She said, please share it. I wasn't sure I was going to, but again, it comes, <laughs> comes from Fuckology. And I love this <laughs> because our show airs. We, we do this live on Monday. You may be listening to it on a different day. But because it's Monday, I'm going to end the show today with this. Don't hate Monday, be Monday. Not liked by everyone, but important to a few. And never change, never change, no matter how much shit they talk about you. <laughs> I love that, be Monday. Uh, be Monday. <laughs> All right, with that, we're gonna bring this to an end. Thank you, Michelle, for doing this with me. Thank yeah, you all absolutely. for listening. Um, next week, we're going to actually be pre-recorded because Michelle will be gone. With We've got family. some other things going on, uh, but we're going to air a show for you. That's actually a lot of fun. Uh, and it's going to be our top self-help books. Yay. And so you're going to want to hear that if, and compare them with the ones that you guys may have uh, with that. Thank you all for listening and until next time, be safe, be happy, be healthy, live with ease. Bye-bye. Hi. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.